Welcome to The Extra, the show that connects you with the issues, topics, and people that are important to you. Well, with the coordinated election just around the corner on November 7th, we figured it was a perfect time to bring on our guest today. He's appeared uh, just recently, within the last month, here on KRDO News Radio's The Extra, Steve Schleicher, the clerk and recorder for El Paso County. But uh, Steve has such knowledge that uh, getting him in this close to the election is really going to be beneficial to all of you listeners who are planning to vote and maybe get more of you out to vote. So, Steve, first of all, welcome to the show. Welcome to KRDO News Radio. Good morning, Shannon. How are you this fine morning? Doing fine, doing fine. And for those who may not know, the clerk and recorder's position, it's not just dealing with elections. You've got a whole slew of other (laughs) things, other responsibilities that include uh, motor vehicles or recording, marriage licenses. But of course, we're going to focus today mostly on the elections. We're also going to discuss what you need to know uh, to vote, where to vote, how to vote, well, not how to vote. That's one thing we won't tell you how to do. Uh, but also uh, how to, I guess, submit your vote. That's a better way of terming it and give you with those facts, not fiction, about the election process. So first of all, Steve, I know you want to encourage people to prepare for the election. What should we know? Well, and Shannon, uh, you know, uh, thank you for having me on today. And things are extremely busy here in the office, and I'll tell you, we are hitting it out of the park. Uh, we are number one in the state thus far uh, with ballot returns, and I hope we continue to do, you know, do that as far as leading the state. Um, but I would like to encourage everybody to vote your mail ballot. It's still the safest and most expedient option. Uh, folks now can return their ballot to any one of our 39 secure Uh, 24-hour ballot boxes throughout the county. And I know you guys have done stories. uh, um, You know, we put it out there to the citizens as well as we just recently replaced all of our uh, ballot box cameras throughout the county where now our citizens can actually view this footage from the comfort of their own home. But a big thing, though, Shannon, is ballots must be received by 7 p.m. on Election Day, which is Tuesday, November 7th and postmarks uh, do not count. So it is too late to return your ballot by mail. Um, That was basically, that deadline was Monday, you know, October 30th. So as a voter, we must return via secure ballot drop boxes, as I just mentioned, or visit one of our in-person vote centers, and we have 10 of them throughout the community. Now, uh, this uh, circumstance actually came to me this time. Um, What happens if you receive a ballot for a deceased family member or a person who no longer resides at the address? What should you do, Steve? You know, Shannon, thank you for asking that great question. Uh, You know, I have worked extremely hard on our voter rolls, but I also uh, am asking our voters here in our community to help us out. So if you do receive a ballot for a deceased family member, or a person who no longer resides at that address is what can citizens do to help maintain our voter rolls? And this is per Colorado statute. What you need to do is write return to center sender on front of the ballot packet. On the back is check the appropriate box on the ballot packet of no longer at this address or this uh, voter has deceased. And you place that packet in the USPS mail stream, not in a drop box. 
so it specifically says in statute uh, that we have to receive that information through the uh, USPS and we can make those changes on the voter rolls. Okay, so uh, don't clog up the drop boxes because they'll be useless if you uh, put that return to sender for that uh, perhaps deceased person or person who no longer lives at your address in the Dropbox. Don't do that. That's a no-no. Um, put your own uh, voted ballots <laughs> in the Dropbox, but not those. Okay, so uh, there are those options for in-person services. Uh, what are the reasons to maybe vote your mail ballot that we all got in the mailbox if you're registered to vote versus those in-person services? What are the pros and cons of each? So, in, in Shannon, you know, um, I cannot put a dollar amount upon a person's vote. But just to share with everybody and educate them a little bit, it costs, you know, basically us as taxpayers here locally, $2 for a mail ballot versus $30 to service an in-person voter. So there is a significant increase um, in cost there. Um, The other thing is when you look at the pros and cons of doing a mail ballot versus in-person services is, you know, the possibility of avoiding long lines and wait times at a VSPC. So the average time to be serviced at a VSPC and vote uh, for an educated voter is about 15 minutes at a minimum. And it may be longer at busier times where, you know, if individuals wait to actual election day. The other thing is last minute in-person voting creates delayed results. Uh, I do understand many of our voters want the results of the election as soon as possible. But waiting and doing in-person voting or even waiting till election day, is, it absolutely delays those results. But another thing that folks need to understand is no matter if it's a mail ballot or in-person services, Shannon, is processing and tabulation of those ballots is the same regardless of voting your mail ballot or in-person at a vote center. So security, safeguards, chain of custody, bipartisan teams, it's all the same. You know, I was one of those people who really held on to in-person voting for a while until it was demonstrated to me, you know, all the safeguards that are in place and the security and the chain of custody for the ballots. And after that, and then learning the cost. That's another thing, because I don't like my taxes to be high for any reason. So, uh, yeah, that that is definitely a reason. Uh, but yeah. if, if you do need those in-person services, if, if that's the way you have to go, what kind of services can you get at a VSPC? Well, you could at a VSPC, you could register to vote or even update your voter record. Uh, you can vote on an ADA ballot marking device for those that, um, you know, have a disability and want to sit there and use the ADA ballot marking device. In addition is you can get a replacement ballot, whereas if you made a mistake, you're like, you know what, I've changed my mind. I haven't yet submitted my ballot. You can get a replacement ballot. Uh, The other thing is if uh, a voter has yet to receive a ballot is please visit, come into the office or visit one of our VSPCs and we could sit there and provide you a replacement where your voice could be heard. So we know some of these VSPCs have been open for quite some time since back on October 16th for some of them. So tell us uh, what the opening times look like and what those hours look like uh, in these next uh, couple of days. Absolutely, Shannon. Uh, So we have opened our VSPCs. We're currently opening them in phases. So our first one, as you just mentioned, uh, was here at the Citizen Service Center off Garden of the Gods. 
We opened that on October 16th. Uh, we just opened five more on Monday, October 30th, and that is located at UCCS. Uh, the downtown Centennial Hall, where the Board of County Commissioners uh, meet, uh, the Southeast Branch, which is our Powers Motor Vehicle Office, which is a very popular um, place where many citizens go. We also have another VSPC that opened on Monday at, at our Fort Carson DMV branch and also at our North branch off of Union Town Center up in Briargate. So we opened that one on uh, Monday as well. We will be opening four additional VSPCs on November 6th. And these VSPCs are open from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. And in addition, we will be open this Saturday at all at these VSPCs, uh, November 4th from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. In addition, is we're going to have extended hours the day um, before the election and on election day. And those 10 VSPCs will be open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. In all of these locations, because I know many of your listeners are either driving or they're at work, but the list of these locations can be found on our website at www.epcvotes.com. In addition to that, they're also um, on the back of your uh, ballot uh, information page, the directions page, so all that information is there as well. And just so I'm clear on this, it's not like you can, can you, you can't cast your ballot, like vote, uh, at one of these uh, VSPCs today or tomorrow, but you could get a replacement mail-in ballot that then you could submit, right? No, Shannon, you could actually cast your ballot there. Oh, okay. um, Yep. In fact, there was a young lady that came in yesterday here at the Citizen Service Center where her two daughters, uh, you know, voted and said, Mom, here's my ballot, but she wanted to vote in person. And we actually have uh, box uh, ballot boxes there that are, uh, maintained by bipartisan teams. So she dropped off uh, two of the ballots from her daughters and she voted in person. So you can drop your ballot off there as well. Okay, great information here, Steve, that we're passing along to our listeners and our voters. Thank you. And we have much more to come. So uh, listeners and voters, don't go away. <laughs> we need to take a short <laughs> break here. And Steve, you don't go away. <laughs> we'll be back Not after these messages with more on the extra here on KRDO News Radio. We're back with our special guest today, Steve Schleicher, clerk and recorder for El Paso County. And uh, Steve talking to us about all things elections uh, and specifically about how you can submit those ballots, what to do if you want to vote in person, uh, what you can get and obtain at the VSPCs and those hours. And if you would like those hours and list of locations and all that information, it is listed at epcvotes.com. So that can maybe provide you with some more information. And speaking of information, there's also misinformation out there, Steve. And uh, specifically, we saw it uh, creep up following the 2020 election. What should you do if you have concerns about how elections are run? It, Shannon, that is a really good point. Is I always base my decisions on facts, not rumors or myths or anything like that. And what I want to share with our voters is to verify any information, if you have any questions, is reach out to this office. Uh, either myself or the staff in the elections department are truly the trusted source for factual, accurate information 
Um, you know, you could sit there and contact our office at 719-575-VOTE. Ask any questions that you, or concerns that you may have, or even, um, you know, send me an email at steveschleicher at elpasoco.com, and I'll be more than happy to explain a process um, and things like that. But, you know, during our elections, it's important for voters to block out the noise from the national political chatter that may not apply to our voting model whatsoever. As I was running for clerk and recorder, you know, many folks were sitting there saying, well, you know, Steve, in Virginia, this is happening. And in Pennsylvania, this is happening. And, you know, we live here in the state of Colorado, and I'm, you know, was running to be the El Paso County clerk and recorder. But a lot of folks have no idea about the processes here in Colorado, and I'd be more than happy to educate um, how we do things here in El Paso County in the state of Colorado. Uh, Colorado um, is a extremely great model here in the nations, and it assures confidence in our election process. And the history of Colorado's vote-by-mail system, it's taken us over a decade to get where we are at. Uh, we became a, a mail ballot state in 2013, so it's taken us uh, quite some time for us to get to where we where we are at. But the best practices to ensure safe, transparent, and verifiable uh, verifiable elections is signature verification. That is a a process that we take seriously uh, because your ballot will not be accepted if your signature is not verified by a bipartisan team or if you do not sign your ballot envelope. Uh, many secure ballot drop-off locations, the many vote centers we just spoke about for in-person in services available, and also same-day voter registration. Right. And and I know that you're going to get to it in a little while, but there are ways that you can track your own ballot through the process to make sure that that signature has been verified, that it's not coming back to you for any reason, that there's no mix up, that uh, no one has submitted a ballot on your behalf without your permission, uh, things like that. So I know you're going to get to that in a little while, but let's talk about some of the transparency measures for the uh, election here in El Paso County and the state of Colorado, because uh, when you're talking about those uh, issues, like you were saying, that some people might say, uh, you know, well, I've heard this and I've heard that about other states. Elections are very state specific. And Colorado, like you said, has been performing this for quite some time with uh, very little glitches, very few glitches. Correct. Well, and Shannon, you know, there are a number of transparency measures throughout the whole entire process is, you know, we are audited way in advance of an election. We are audited during the election and we are audited after the election. So, you know, for example, we have an audit coming down tomorrow uh, from the state of Colorado and they are going to be auditing our signature verification process. Uh, they will be here tomorrow morning at 8, and they will also be auditing our, auditing our VSPCs to make sure we're doing things correctly there. But to talk about the risk-limiting audit, which is the post-election audit, this is where we are provided 8,000 ballots. We have to sit there and basically go through the whole entire process, and this is our um, audit deck where we go through, uh, go through and, you know, uh, coordinate that audit and provide the information to the auditor of what the outcome is in regards to that election. And if we do not pass that audit, we cannot perform or go on with the election. 
The other thing is we uh, right now is I've instituted a pilot program for our signature verification audit. And what that is, is if your signature cannot be verified, it goes into a tier two, which means we elevate that to where now we have a bipartisan team that, that can look up the history of a signature. And if neither of them come to a decision that this signature could be verified, then we reach out to the voter to come visit us to cure their ballot. But we have a Democrat and a Republican sitting there looking at that. But we are doing a signature verification audit program through the whole entire process. I remember how that the verification uh, signature curing or ballot curing yeah. process worked during our last major uh, congressional election with it so close between uh, Lauren Boebert. I mean, that was, you know, getting national headlines because there were so many, uh, not in our county because we're not part of that congressional district, but in Pueblo County, uh, there were, you know, those lists were, you know, people were being notified that they uh, needed to cure their ballots. Steve, we need to take a break here. I know you want to talk more about the audit process because this is so critical to maintaining the trust in our election process. So when we come back, we'll continue on with that discussion. That's when the extra continues here on KRDO News Radio and our special guest today, Clerk and Recorder Steve Schleicher. We're back with the second half hour of the Extra Show, and this is just a jam-packed conversation that we're having with uh, El Paso County Clerk and Recorder Steve Schleicher ahead of the upcoming election. And certainly when we're talking about elections, uh, one of the aspects that you mentioned at the top of this discussion, Steve, was the fact that El Paso County is leading the state in terms of the number of returns coming in. So tell us about that. Yeah, you know, and Shannon, we are, which I'm extremely happy uh, in regards to our voters showing up and, you know, coming out and having their voice be heard. Um, You know, there are a number of things that are on our ballots. Um, We got two statewide propositions that we're all um, voting on right now. And in addition to that is El Paso County is more unique in many ways than any other county in the state of Colorado. You know, beyond our five uh, major military installations is we got 17 different school districts where most counties only have one. And we are making decisions as voters of who is going to be leading those school districts. And, you know, these school board candidates uh, play a major role in all of our lives, they are the ones that determine the budget, if they're going to consolidate schools. They are the ones that, uh, you know, determine the mill levies uh, that are imposed on our property taxes. So these are some very important elections. Right. So even though it's an off year, people may think it's not as important. There are reasons to uh, cast those ballots to make your voices heard. Do we have any idea of the breakdown of who returns the most ballots, Republicans, Democrats, unaffiliated, what have you? You know, so Shannon, I do have that information, um, you know, but I sit there and actually, you know, don't disclose any of that information um, until election night reporting. But I will tell you right now, we are nearly at 12 percent of total uh, accepted mail ballots. And it hit, like I said, it has been getting busy. But what I do hope is I anticipate probably a 38 to 40 percent voter turnout or approximately 200,000 voters uh, voting. But I am truly hopeful, 
is that our voters will sit there and we'll break that record on a coordinated and get up to about 45 percent. Now, what is what is typical for this kind of cycle? You know, a, a typical right now is, you know, about 38 to 40 uh, percent. Uh, we are on par. We are really, you know, slightly ahead of what our returns from 2021, that coordinated election. Um, you know, also, you know, truthfully, though, Shannon, the ballot content drives voter interest and in higher return. Um, and I know there's a lot of conversations and we're seeing commercials. Many of us are getting flyers and text messages in regards to uh, propositions and things like that. But again, a, a ballot content can drive the voter interest. Right, right. And and voting early, what does that do for, I guess, the entire process? Oh, my gosh, Shannon, a lot. One of which is if you vote early, it will stop receiving the pesky texts, calls in the mailers from political campaigners. Um, you know, as soon as I got my ballot, I voted it and uh, placed it in the drop box here at the Citizen Service Center. And then as soon as it was accepted, all those texts are gone, the calls, the mailers, all that stopped. But the biggest thing why I encourage our voters to vote early is if you are an individual where if you forget to sign your ballot envelope or you signed your spouse's envelope, you know, things like that, we will catch that in the signature verification. However, we have to reach out to you um, to have you come in and cure that ballot for your voice to be heard. So if you wait to the last minute, you, there's a possibility, you know, you have eight days after the election to ha- come in and cure your ballot. But again, is if there's an issue with your ballot, you definitely want to make sure your voice is heard on election day. And that is a big reason why I say vote early, because if there's an issue, we reach out to you to come in and cure your ballot. You have the time to do so. Right. And speaking of those uh, signatures and verifying them, we were talking earlier, and I want to cycle back to that about some of these audits, because you talked about the signature verification audit, covered a little bit about this. What other types of audits are done to make sure that the election process, the counting of ballots, that that's all as transparent as possible? Absolutely. You know, one thing this office has done, and I am continuing doing, is uh, the ballot audit tool is we make the ballot images and the cast vote records available to the public free of charge uh, where you can go out there and take a look at and perform your own independent audit. And those results will be available on our website. You know, and the other thing, Shannon, that I am doing is prior to our 2024 election is we are already in the middle of this project, but I am building a map based platform where voters will be able to go out there not only uh, view the ballot boxes from the comfort of their own home, but they here soon will be able to go in and take a look down at the precinct level of how many votes have been cast within that precinct, and you'll get nightly updates. So, for example, you'd be able to go in and say precinct 455 has cast 25% of their ballots. So you get those nightly updates, which then in turn gives you a county uh, whole number that we report to the Secretary of State. After the election has been certified, you can actually go in and actually pull up going, how did El Paso County vote on Prop HH? And you could see that in the mapping of different precincts or Senate districts and House districts. But to me, to have that information out there 
for years to come where people can you know see trends they can have that information at the tip of their fingers during election night but we will have that available for our voters for the upcoming presidential election interesting now now some people a lot of people are very private about how they vote uh, and they don't want those specifics out there some people are not but some people don't want those specifics out there so w- these tools that you're talking about that make it more transparent they'll never reveal how a person voted right not at all no and Shannon that is a really good point that is confidential and this is the reason why we sign our ballot envelope and not our ballot Um, And so, you know, with that being said, even the map-based platform, we are talking about how a total precinct voted on a particular matter, not how an individual voted. So not at all. That is confidential information. All right. Very good that we're getting all of this, uh, all of these tools. It's amazing how technology can advance things, but sometimes people get scared about it. But uh, by also using it to make the process transparent, uh, I think that's uh, very helpful as well. And speaking of the process transparent, uh, on election night, can people view the process? I mean, I know that in the past there were viewing windows, and I don't know if that's something that's still done there at the um, uh, Voter Service uh, Processing Center there, the VSPC, Voter Service and Polling Center, excuse me, there at Citizen Service Center. Yeah, you know, and Shannon, absolutely. Um, in fact, our elections department is located here at 1675 West Garden of the Gods. Uh, we're on the second floor, and anybody in the community can come on up at election night Um, and actually watch the signature verification process. They can watch the tabulation process. The whole entire thing, the the life of a ballot, they would be able to sit there and watch that. Now, there are things that, um, Shannon, that I am considering, but also I need to sit there and also consider the, the safety and concern of our election workers and also the election staff. But these are conversations I'm having to where, again, is to stream that where folks can sit there and actually watch the process from um, the comfort of their home. But those are things that I am in discussion with right now. Interesting. All right. Well, Steve, we need to take another short break here. When we come back, we'll have more from Steve Schleicher, who is, of course, our El Paso County Clerk and Recorder. Uh, If you'd like to find out more information about some of these aspects that we've been talking about, you can go to EPC votes.com you can also uh, give a call to one of the election staff Uh, they are the trusted source for factual accurate information and the number to call here in El Paso County is 719-575-VOTE and when we come back more from Steve Schleicher as we continue to focus on uh, what's going on at the clerk and recorder's office that and more here on the Extra we're back with the extra and back with our guest, uh, El Paso County Clerk and Recorder, Steve Schleicher. And Steve, at the top of the hour, when I was introducing you, I mean, sometimes when you consider the job responsibilities of the elected clerk and recorder for the county, it, it sometimes boggles the mind because it spans so many things, <laughs> you know, cars, boats, marriages, <laughs> Why don't you list all of your various duties here and I guess how they do they how do they pale or do they not pale in comparison to elections responsibilities? You know, so Shannon, 
Um, it, it sounds like I'm in the under the desk in a fetal position, but uh, <laughs> you know, basically, you know, um, the, the duties of your clerk and recorder is you do um, operate motor the motor vehicle offices. And we also do a service to our citizens, which is much different than most counties uh, here in the state of Colorado, is we also work with the Department of Revenue out of the state and also offer driver's license services. So that way the folks here in El Paso County don't have to set up an appointment, things like that. They can come on in and do their driver's license here in their local motor vehicle offices. We do marriage licenses. And Shannon, last Tuesday, was very busy. So a lot of folks wanted to get married on Halloween. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you you know, so there's specific dates that just sit there and go, guys, we're going to be busy, you know, the Friday the 13th or Valentine's Day. Yeah, exactly. And we also do clerk to the board, um, which is they are the individuals that uh, do all the resolutions, the board, the board of county commissioner notes. They are also the second level of property appeals, which Shannon, as you know, um, you know, our assessor's office received a significant number of appeals from property owners on the valuation of their homes. But it's this office that takes the second level, um, which is called the County Board of Equalization. So we are extremely busy. And just to share with you is this last month, we did over 5,500 driver's licenses here in El Paso County, which was the most of all other 63 counties combined in the state of Colorado. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) More than any other county and more than all the other counties combined. Wow. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, you know, um, it's it's awesome. Uh, We are also open on Saturdays. And, you know, those services, we are the only county in the state of Colorado that provides uh, Saturday services. And we actually have folks that come in from Lincoln County, Castilla County, um, all over, you know, to either register their vehicles, to get a marriage license or uh, to get a driver's license. Because to me, that's a service where folks don't have to take time off. Um, their job and not be paid to renew their vehicle or get a driver's license. Mm. We had friends come down from Arapaho County uh, for a brand new driver's license because so many <laughs> of the appointments in their county were so far out and they were able to get an appointment that fit with their schedule so much sooner. So uh, you're right and performing those services uh, is a vital part of uh, you know your office. But a huge part of that also is running these elections. So what are the words that you want to get out to our listeners when it comes to the upcoming election day, November 7th. Uh, But it's not that we're just pinning everything on election 7th because a lot's going on before then. Tell us what you want people to know. Absolutely. And Shannon, first and foremost is vote. Vote and return early. You know, election day, Tuesday, November 7th is quickly approaching. I know there, you know, folks will sit there and take a look at the ballot language. What I recommend is all of us go to our blue book. And, you know, this is information where there's pros and cons that citizens submit um, in regards to, you know, the propositions that we're voting on. And we actually have that blue book uh, loaded on our website. So come to my website, take a look and make an informed decision, but vote and return early. As we mentioned a bit ago, there's 39 ballot boxes that are open throughout the county for ballot returns. 
It is too late to return by mail. Um, that cutoff was Monday, October 30th. And again, you know, as we discussed earlier too, is we have six VSBCs that are open now, and we have four additional opening uh, here in the third phase, and we will have 10 VSPCs in total will be open on Monday, November 6th throughout Election Day. And again, those VSPC locations and also ballot box locations are on your uh, ballot direction sheet. You just flip it on over, take a look, and they'll give you directions there. Or you can come onto my website and take a look and have the mapping tool take you where you need to be. But all election information can be found on uh, epcvotes.com or please call my office at 719-575-VOTE. And again, that's 719-575-VOTE, which is 8683. All right. Well, good information there, Steve. And then on Election Day, uh, as you're tab- starting to tabulate those votes, the votes, the ballots that have been accepted, uh, usually it seems like pretty close to after seven is when we start to get those first results. Where can the public find those results? So you can actually find those results uh, on my website. But Shannon, you know as well as I do, our you and our uh, that's true. Media have, yeah. <laughs> KRDO.com is what I should have said. That's where you can find it. KRDO.com. Yeah, KRDO, KRDO is going to have a little uh, ticker at the bottom and everything like that. But um, we will sit there and be posting results. Um, and I'm anticipating right now, especially how well things are going, is probably 15 minutes after um, 7 p.m. Okay, so 7.15 thereabouts. Uh, We're not going to hold you to it because we know it all depends on, you know, how the early returns go. But as you pointed out, and and I think uh, this really came to light during uh, the last when we had that really tight congressional race here in Colorado. I don't think people realize that the the voting by uh, submitting your mail-in ballot versus the in-person on that day were really helpful you when it comes to getting those results out early, getting the bulk of those results out early. And I think a lot of people uh, in our state don't understand that still sometimes, that uh, because the ballots have been accepted, they're kind of ready to go through the the process, that that the tabulations, uh, the bulk of those will be uh, much more accessible earlier for the public than uh, what you might get if people were waiting to um, maybe go and do an in-person ballot vote on that day. So uh, really good information, Steve. And I can't thank you enough. If you would like to just give our last 30 seconds here to give over for a message to our listeners, what would you like to say? You know, Shannon, first and foremost, thank you for having me. Um, Thank you to the voters uh, that have already voted and are going to vote. And lastly, thank you to our election judges that are stepping up doing their civic duty. We got over 250 election judges that are assisting in this election, and they are absolutely amazing folks that come in each and every day um, to assist us to allow our voice to be heard. All right. And and support that staff that uh, that you may encounter in your daily goings around uh, when you're uh, seeing them and they work for the clerk and recorder's office and the elections office. You know the kind of task that they have, especially during these weeks. So, Steve, thank you again for joining us here on The Extra. 
Thank you, Shannon. Nice to talk to you again and have a wonderful day, ma'am. You bet. And to our listeners, uh, you have the information there. EPCVotes.com is the website or give them a call 719-5775-VOTE if you have any questions. I'm your host, Shannon Bernias. Have a great day.